Jesus, you speakers are loud. It's not that loud over here. We tap your mic again. Yeah, we're good. All right. Bro, oh, wait till we go live, and then let's let's just go live on the Facebook, and then let's do our normal intro. So the podcasters that are just listening to this as they stroke themselves to sleep. Yeah, we gotta get better about this. About what? About like setting up? No, just our intros and stuff like that. You know? No, no, no. We. I'm great. I'm perfect at everything. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I think this is actually this is going to be a. Uh, I think this is going to be a good episode because there's a lot of drama. Can we start out with the housekeeping portions first? Yeah, so absolutely. But can can day. I? Would you just let? Can you just let me lead into yeah. the the keeping of house? Yes. Jeez Louise. All right, Rye, take it away. Uh, welcome to the Clapped Out Podcast, presented by Monster Clutches in association with Brian Tooley Racing and Force Performance Turbochargers. Uh, be sure to hit up all those companies. If you're listening to this wherever you get your podcast, be sure to give us a like. Leave us a review. I would like uh, to start pumping up our numbers on the podcast platforms. If you're listening to this in an audio-only format, there's a reason we don't upload this directly to YouTube is because this is audio first. Um, maybe one day we'll put an archive up there of all the past episodes, but if you want to follow along, if you're listening to this on a audio platform, we do this live on Facebook very intermittently. There's not a lot of rhyme or reason to our schedule, but, uh, you can't, I'd say it's better than intermittently. I think we've been very good this year compared to others. We've missed a couple weeks this year, Yeah, but it's all been for like reasons that we like aren't BS. You know what I mean? Yeah. Basically you can get it any Sunday or Thursday. And we'll give it to you. That's that's the shirt. <laughs> you can get it any Sunday or Thursday, and we'll give it to you. I but like this that. is the Clapped Out Podcast. This is I like uh, it. My name is Rye. My co-host here is Logan. Yes, and, I don't know uh, why you said your name first. Uh, you know, alphabetically, Logan goes before Rye. Yeah. So well, if you could just maybe make sure that I'm the center of attention. Thank age, you. Age before beauty. Wait. I don't know if that hurts. It's both of us. <laughs> Can you hear that? Yeah, yeah. You got a damn gorilla in the house. You're. Hold on. Let me get this. Let me get the center control. Your dinos Logan's dinosaurs are um, going banana sandwich right now. Logan has two dogs that shit like bears, and one of which just was at the vet this morning. We might have to amputate her foot. Ooh. Yeah, it's been a long day. I've been to the vet like crazy, and uh, we had Charlie. Is the they're both Connie Corsos or Cane Corso? If you're not uppity. And, um, Charlie has, was born with a deformed paw pad in her back foot and it's progressively gotten worse and worse. And she forms these cysts between the paw pad and her other pad. And it's like the most painful thing you can watch. Like she can barely put weight on her pad. And we talked to him today and the move might be a little snippy snip, which is scary. Oh, I didn't realize it's the back foot. Yeah. Can you give her a wheel or just, I thought about no, a peg, like a peg leg, like a pirate. It'd be kind of dope to have a pirate yeah. dog. I want the only thing that scares me about the peg leg is if she gets him and walks around at night, how like loud is <laughs> it's gonna be so loud. Captain Hook is walking through your house. Uh, I'm telling you, I I love her so much, and she's an amazing, amazing dog. So whatever it takes to make her to heal her up. Um oh my gosh. That'd be great. So all right. I'm, I'm sharing this on my timeline really quick. You have some stuff to talk about. I do. I have a couple of people I want to 
rip their heads off and shove it up their when I'm blast. This is my favorite when Logan goes off on tangents. It's not even a tangent, but when Logan goes off, no, it's a fucking tangent. We're on a tangent from hell today, bud. There's hey, a couple, there's a couple things that uh well, you go ahead. You had something. What do you got? Before we um start running we're trying names. to ruin lives yeah yeah what isn't there uh some sort of event that we're kind of like in associated with coming yes. up it's a good call um shout out to kentucky dragway on this one kentucky dragway is hosting high prep events three times this year high prep meaning uh your shoes are going to stick to the track surface only slicks radials allowed no street tires whatsoever it's a hundred dollars yeah. for a tech card for eight hours Meaning you're going to pay track rental prices, but have the prep of a not track rental. Sometimes you go to a track rental and it's garbage. This is the opposite. I had somebody ask me like, high prep. Is that like the opposite of no prep? Like, no, like it's, it's radial prep. It basically is what you're looking for. So if you're looking to haul ass on a radial tire, because usually a radial tire likes a super sticky fly paper like track, this is your chance. If a hundred dollars seems like too much to test, then go home and shut up. You're probably not trying to set a new personal best. And yeah. I will say, if you've never done a low car count, high prep, radial prep test session, um, it's the best chance you will ever get to dominate and decimate your best friend's um, personal best ET. I love being a dom. That's like my <laughs> number one thing. So, so Kentucky Dragway, hit them up, support those people. There's a. Uh... Yeah, so there's there's going to be a ton of people out there. Um, Aaron and Carrie Sipple, like I've I've sung their praises many a time, and I will continue to do so. They're they're amazing people. They're great to work with. I posted a Facebook status about um, uh, my anniversary with Jasmine, and in the like final concluding uh, like thoughts, it was ju- a very vague like I have beef with God over some other stuff, and this is her. She makes it seem as though. I shouldn't have beef with the big man. And it was, it wasn't like I went into detail in my religious views. I leave alone. Like I don't need to share those with everybody, but he sent me a message and it was like, it was like the cool uncle that hits you up and he's like, Hey, you know, if you ever need anything, I'm here. And I'm like, I'm going to open mouth kiss you when I see you. Let's <laughs> really, let's really piss off the man upstairs. Um, no, but at any, <laughs> at any rate, uh, I should say I'm totally cool with, kissing dudes just uh, <laughs> it sounded a little anti-gay didn't it it's really going off the rails yeah but i'll <laughs> kiss dudes i'm down with that please delete that you know i'd leave it up who cares yeah we'll just leave it in there yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it's, it up. it's it's pretty on brand for what we do it is i've talked about dude wieners so much more than anything else on the show okay anyway so um okay. yeah kentucky dragway high <laughs> yeah, prep radio prep, prep test session this sunday correct they moved it i wanted to call it the stiffest dicks but he i guess that didn't pass yeah so high prep is what it is um yes that's this weekend 10th this the 10th is sunday it was saturday april 9th but it got moved because weather looks terrible so the 10th is supposed to be nice warm no rain good to go um so come on out there support 100 bucks for a tech card for eight hours is a good deal uh but Moving forward on a couple things, there's two there's two things I want to touch on. the The first of which is going to be a Facebook thread that I walked into a couple days ago, and it was too hilarious not to bring up and talk about live. However, I'm going to toe a little bit of a line here because I don't want to get some BS lawyer letter from this dude who's like, "Can't believe you talked about me on your live feed." 
You get a letter <laughs> from him that says, like, I sound nothing like that. I don't sound anything like that. <laughs> yes. So this, I will say, uh, I don't care to, to gosh, I probably should leave all the names a little vague, or should I not? I don't Just know how to do this. Change his name, but the original. Okay, that's fair. So there's a company um, called Boost District Superchargers. Roshan is the owner. And he posted a Facebook status on the 2nd of April that I read and I was scrolling through it. I was like, man, I know exactly what this feels like. So I'm going to read that Facebook status. I'm going to show both sides of the story from an, <laughs> from an unbiased standpoint. <laughs> I'm not. That's the a dude, lie. <laughs> it is kind of a lie. Well, I'll try my hardest to be unbiased, but this dude's such a jackass. Not Roshan. He's great. The guy he's talking about. Okay. So this is what he writes. I usually don't post on here about much of the business side of things, but we have we have to build an example on standing our ground and holding people accountable for their actions. This guy made an order on the website, messaged a few days later wanting to cancel. I was more than willing to help and get it canceled for him. We waived our 20% fee and told him he would just have to pay the credit card fees to cancel. 3.2% times two. The guy had the choice to work it out, gave him several options to help out where I could, yet he was arrogant and bashful credit card processor took our case, read our policies, reimbursed our fees, and gave him the rest of his money back. There are costs of doing business that we sign up for. We also write policies listed in the footer and also at checkout so everyone is on the same page while having a business transaction. Credit card and insurance fees do, does not get reimbursed to us. Sending a refund also costs money. Chargebacks also cost $15. When people think the rules do not apply to them, and they want others to eat the cost due to a quick change of mind, the line has to be drawn. P.S. Writing a thread on Facebook Messenger with zero introduction at 8 p.m. Friday night. Stay classy. Now I'm going to enjoy my Saturday with my lovely wife. Just wanted this heads up to show both sides. So that is his side of the story, and I'll get into the, the messages in a second. The good news is the person that posted this deleted it off the Boosted LSX group, but I... It's like crazy how cell phones can screenshots forever. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> like, I just said on a live podcast, I like dude wieners, and I'm totally chill with that. I can't delete that, nor yeah, would I. Like, anywhere. if I ever run for political office and, they, and they're like, well, he said all this, I'd be like, so? City Is that council. a problem? <laughs> City councilman of uh, E-Town. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm not in E-Town anymore, but I will. I'll go down there and run. Okay, so everyone heard his side of the story. The next side of the story is from the gentleman. Let's just call him. Uh, oh God, Biff. We'll call him Biff. Biff. Biff is a good name. Biff. Um, I'm not going to read his edited portion ahead of time. I'm going to read what he originally posted, and um, then we'll go back. This post is in regards to Boost District. I wasn't going to make a post about it and bring drama to the group, but since he felt the need to make a post about me, portraying it as if I'm wrong, it's only fair for both sides to come out. Everyone is a good business owner until issues arise. I will preface this by saying that I own a business that does six figures annually, deal with customers, cancellations, scams, extreme circumstances, etc. How this was handled, in my opinion, was incredibly unprofessional. Long story short. Okay, I, gotta, I really got to side check the bias <laughs> for this first point. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to side check my bias. Rye, don't say anything. Just go with the flow. Yep. Okay. Yep. I should also note what I've just been riffing is not part of his text, obviously. But this is verbatim what he wrote. I accidentally placed an order on Boost District's website on January 19th. I had emailed him immediately. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to. Come on, man. <laughs> I just. Right. People accidentally. Go, go ahead. People accidentally place yeah, thousands of dollars yeah, yeah. of orders all the time. Oh, so, all the time. so just. All the time. I had emailed him immediately. 
I emailed him immediately after explaining this and asking to please cancel. I had two windows open. I checked out from that wrong one. My fault. I own that. I emailed again from a different email on address on 120 after not getting a response. I sent a Facebook message via Facebook on 121 after two failed responses. I sent a text as well as another email on 122. He actually wrote 222, but he meant 122, explaining that I have reached out multiple times in a response and that I would be filing a charge back later that afternoon, giving a final chance for him to reach out and cancel. After threatening a charge back, he answered immediately after explaining that it's been days since the order was placed and that he would be charging me a 6% cancellation fee because my buyer's remorse isn't his fault. He claimed the 6% fee was for a 3% payment processing charge placed on the order and another 3% processing charge to have the money refunded. This is an absolute lie and his way at, at an easy cash grab. As I stated, I own operate a website using the same platform and oh, I missed it. Hold on. Uh, takes and take multiple payment services. I've never been charged for cancellations or refunds. Oh God. Um, I need to just collect myself because that's real so, quick. it's so inaccurate. Real quick. Sean Bagby said, if he doesn't get a refund for the order of his clapped out shirts, he's going to hit us with a charge back. Sean Bagby, I'll I'll box you in person over this. I'll I'll I might get my ass whooped, but I'll fight you over twenty dollars. <laughs> no, I won't. No, I won't. I'll let Rye fight you though. He's good at that. All right. Continuing, I explained the six percent was unacceptable, which he then offered to me in in store credit. I denied the credit and asked for a full refund since I initiated contact immediately. He said he wouldn't refund it, so I processed forward with the chargeback. Last week, the claim was closed, and being that his website policy states cancellations are subject to a twenty percent. That is what he submitted as a claim response. I was charged $670. He walked away with $670 after all was said and done. Yes, I could have taken the 6% fee, but the principle of the matter was that the 6% was a made-up number and that I was not willing to accept it. Again, I was going to let this go and eat the loss, but since he made a post about me spinning it as if I'm in the issue, this is what started the situation. Um, okay, so before I continue, I will say, I'm going to go back to his thread. So we have kind of a, a layout of events. We have both sides of the story. So he placed the order on January 19th and didn't get a response. I would like to highlight the fact that January 19th is a business day. It's it's a Wednesday. Yep, and he I'll claims he didn't get a response. Just look that up too. Um, again, I don't, I there may be screenshots, it doesn't matter. The end of the day, uh, cancellations are subject on his website are subject to a restocking fee. So I, I gotta pull it back up and see all sides involved. But here's where things I think kind of show their well, a couple things. First of all, he claims that Biff claims that there is no such thing as a 3% fee or whatever. That mm -hmm. is a false statement. Absolutely false. There is absolutely a credit card fee assessed and charged. I literally yeah. have this saved in our QuickBooks as CCF credit card fee, because if somebody wants to return something, we get assessed and charged that. Yeah. If, you if, saw if a credit card company has to move money, Yes, You're they will charge it. Move it. Yeah. So there's that. So and to and from, they got charged 3% on incoming. When they send that out, depending on how they refund the money, if it's a direct portal transfer, it'll be it'll be anywhere from 2.4 to 3.2% for most credit card processing companies. So he is wrong. He even though he has a website, that's not accurate that I have never and I've worked for multiple e-commerce platforms. I've worked with a couple different companies in that regard. Even here recently, third party, absolutely they charge I've been but taking here, payments as friends and family for 15 years. I've never had to pay a credit yes. card fee. Yeah, friends and family, of course. <laughs> so here's the thing. This is where things get a little interesting. So his timeline on how things happened, I get. I understand the frustration. Let's start at the jump. You accidentally ordered 
three, four thousand, whatever dollars worth of parts accidentally. Yeah. I slipped, fell, and landed on purchase now. And I mean, I had autocomplete turned on on my computer, Logan. Accidentally? A- accidentally. But here's the thing autocomplete does not and will not. I don't care if it's shit, if it's Windows, Safari, Apple, Mozilla, Firefox, whatever. In my experience, they will never have the CCV code, that last three-digit code on the back of your card. Yeah. They will never autocomplete that. You still have to manually input that. Accidentally. So... Like, you're, first of all, don't start with a lie. Maybe it's you're, li- you're lying through your teeth. There's yeah, no they- way you accidentally. And let me start. Let's say it was a set of Frankenstein cylinder heads, which the plot thickens. And I don't have screenshots of this, um, but I swear to God, I, I regret not getting them because they were so good. Gavin Simcoe <laughs> at Frankenstein posted something. I, I won't. I, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something that they were going back and forth. And the guy said something to Gavin along the lines of. So you're saying if I ordered heads directly from you. You would charge me restock fee. He goes, actually, a restock fee is 20%. I absolutely would charge you. <laughs> uh, Kenny Harper brings up a very good point, which I was actually coming to that point myself. And I think my wife is in there in the comments right now. Um, yes. Is he posting yeah, that for his wife? probably huh? posting that for his wife. Like, I didn't mean to do this. When he this is a total accident. Very man. pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Bagby said, come charge back me, daddy. <laughs> I love this. I was so excited. I was, oh my God. Blake Bonkers Coffee just came to the rescue. He sent me a screenshot of the exchange between Gavin and this and uh, Biff. Perfect. I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna read this verbatim because it's so fucking funny. Biff says, that's how you handle I shouldn't give him that voice. That's unbiased, but this is how he sounds in my head. That's how you handle business. Gavin says, again, it doesn't matter. If it took him four days, 30 seconds, or 30 days, you get the same response. Also, you being a customer is completely irrelevant. If you act like this, you act like this. My opinion doesn't change if you bought our heads or not. He writes back, so no customer appreciation. He writes back, I appreciate you purchasing our heads. He goes, and then he says, he doesn't let him respond. He just writes back, if you'd like to return them, let me know. There's a 30% restocking fee. <laughs> it just keeps going up with the restocking fee at this point. This is the only one he said was he didn't even give him a chance to respond. He goes, I appreciate you purchasing our heads. Very next comment. If you'd like to return them, just know that there's a 30% restocking fee. And then the guy responds, LOL, you're a dickhead. <laughs> so, uh, I love that. I love that Blake has these screenshots, dude. So, um, so there was that. That's what that's what started this whole thing off. Yeah. Now the plot thickens in the best ways possible because I jump in there clearly and I start just being an ass because it's yeah. funny to me. And it's just like, I may or may not have said to, cause Blake actually tagged me in the thread and I wrote back, LOL, what a cuck some people or something yeah. And the poster of this thread writes back. I know. Right, dude. And I'm like, buddy, I'm talking about you. <laughs> and then <laughs> we started going work out back, how you thought it was started going back and forth. And then I said, I publicly stated we were going to talk about this on the podcast. He said, you need to do something else to find more viewers. And I was like, ah, this is good. This is like TMZ. I'm yeah, yeah. totally going to do this. All right. So you get both of those kind of sides of the deal, right? You have, you have the opinion of the customer. You have the opinion of the seller. And here's the best part. So Roshan posts up his his screenshots the first like 
the first screenshot he posts was Friday, which was two days after the order was placed at 7.57 at night, 8 o'clock at night. And he writes, posting my experience tomorrow on Boosted LSX. Actually, this wasn't the first. This is after the chargeback shit settled. Posting my experience tomorrow on Boosted LSX. You took 606XX for me for a bullshit cancellation fee. He writes back, good evening. I don't know who you are and an introduction might be necessary. You can send me an email if you have any questions. My messenger is unmonitored. And then he posts the screenshots uh, from the emails. He's on January 22nd. Hey, I placed an order by accident the other night, emailed twice and sent a <laughs> message by Facebook about canceling. I heard nothing back. Order number. Going to file a claim with my credit card company at 12 Eastern Standard Time. Just a heads up. I would if I'm the business owner, I'm going to keep those screenshots and I'm going to forward those screenshots to his credit card company. I think he like, did. I think that was part of it. Like, yeah, so he, this is what this guy did. He's claiming his act. Like, dude, get the. Well, he writes back and he says, good morning. I don't have any previous emails from this specific email address and our Facebook messenger is not monitored. Yeah. We can cancel your order. We will have to charge you the credit card processing fees of a cancellation going both ways. Um, from previous e- <laughs> from your previous email, as you say, you are an online vendor. You should know that many online credit card processing companies have changed their refund cost policies. That's where it sounds real sketchy. If he's if he switched his email, claiming like, oh, I wasn't going to respond, so I used a different email. Well, now so here's all the a, message traffic is on this email. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna send a fucking charge back, and none of that message traffic is on your email that the order was placed in. Well, the credit card company now may want to default to the person like the the buyer, the purchaser, Biff. In this yes. case, that's bullshit. Well, he's, well, he's fucking scamming. Well, and, and even if he's not scamming, if he's <clears throat> genuine, okay, let's just pretend that there's a world that exists where you could spend thousands of dollars on parts accidentally. Yeah. Okay, let's just give him that credit. Let's just pretend he accidentally bought three grand worth of parts, which is just a set of cylinder heads. Either way. So let's say he bought three grand worth of parts on accident. If if you approach a business owner and you're like, hey, look, I, I had instant buyer's remorse on this, on my accidental purchase, mm-hmm. um, I want to know what my options are for cancellation. Yeah. And that response you get is to the point like, hey, look, man, it happens. However, understand that this is what happens to us from a cancellation standpoint. Our policy is 20%, but I'll do 6% on the fees just so I get covered and you get as much of your money back as you can. To me, it's worth your buyer's remorse to just pay the fees and move on. Like, look, yeah. you, you, you. So the funny thing here is if he just agreed to 6%, he would have been charged. What's 6% of three grand? Do the math for me. 230, 40 bucks, something like know. that. My wife is in the comments. She'll tell us soon. Yeah, 200 and something dollars. So, that's what he would have been charged, which yeah. sucks. But look, that's life. You know what I mean? I, I, it's shit happens. Um, it's it's like he, he went on this tirade and then posted on. There's a there's a there's a wonderful part of the story that I just really really like, and it, it's coming up very soon. He goes on this tirade. He posts all this stuff. Everyone on the boosted LSX group just is just breaks him into the dirt. One hundred and eighty dollars is what the cancellation yeah. fee would have been. Thanks, Blake. Um, and everyone just breaks him into the dirt and he makes him look like an ass. Then people, <laughs> then people post his website, screenshots of his website, where his cancellation policy is 20% for any cancellations. Biff's website. Biff's cancellation. Biff's so website. Biff is, doesn't want to live by his own code. No, no. Biff is like wow. a U.S. senator. He just doesn't care. Wow, Biff. <sighs> it's so I- good. It's so good. You remember when eBay ratings like meant something? It still does. It's actually huge in the seller process. Well, when it was like person to person, like peer to peer, 
trading at the time. And, yeah, and, I mean, I know it still does now for a lot of. Yeah, if you have a jacked up rating, they won't. If you search something, you'll yeah. show up on 47 pages deep. But you remember when it was like, it was legitimately like you talked person to person. eBay didn't turn into, you know, like the, I don't know, Walmart of the internet or yeah. something. eBay now like basically rivals Amazon. There's not as much used crap on eBay as there is new stuff. But back in the day, your dealings, like this guy was delayed on payment. It took forever to pay me. The shipping was slow and you would leave those kind of reviews. And now that's where Facebook is. So yeah, I've seen that before. Like I've tried to sell some stuff on eBay and somebody's like, Oh dude, sorry. I, I was just super hammered last night. I didn't think I was going to win this. I don't have the money to purchase this, which is different than what. If Biff, someone said that to me, Biff I'd be did. totally like, yeah, Biff, I get drunk, like, dude. the funds actually moved. They changed hands. Yeah. Um, whereas like eBay back in the day, it was, ah, crap, uh, this is going to affect my rating. You know, mm-hmm. no money yep. actually changed hands. So you were, you were still safe. It's like people still to, in this day and age, I think like live in that mentality where they think they can mm, buyer's remorse, like two, three hours later, like, dude, sorry. Like yeah. you bought it. You own And that's it. the thing. Like it's, it would be a, I have no, absolutely no sympathy for this this gentleman i don't either it's so dumb and it's funny too because when i hit when i hinted not hinted when i said we were going to do it on the podcast the reception that got was amazing because everyone's like yes let's jump on this dude (laughs) so that is that is our that's my like intro to like don't be an idiot yeah i can't believe it if you want to live by the sword you're gonna die by the sword like you're gonna die you're gonna die by the sword (laughs) that's what it is like you can't sit here and say the the hold that your company and then blame somebody else with their company when they do what people have done to you in the past, like what you're yeah. trying to do. It's yeah. Now it's fine. It's beautiful. It was a beautiful moment in boosted LSX history that is now gone <laughs> in the ether forever. Cause it has been dirty deleted. Um, and again, let's just reiterate. I have not said this gentleman's name. I have not said his business name. I haven't tagged or posted any screenshots whatsoever. And that is important to me from as an unbiased reporter of public events that knows this guy's an asshole. I am glad that I kept it at, at least yeah. as, you know. That guy is an asshole. Gosh. Biff. That's why I named him Biff. Yeah. Biff. Biff's Biff. an ass. Biff Tannen from Biff. Back to the Future. <laughs> he was an asshole. All right. Now let's talk about a whole different type of asshole. Ooh. Um, actually, I shouldn't lead with that because I do respect a lot of this organization and what they do, but I don't respect one specific rule that led to one of my friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. Getting where we're going with bricked. This. Um, and I will say that this gentleman that I'm about to speak on runs a whole slew of Brian Tooley racing components in his Formula D drift car. He's a professional drifter. He's been on the podcast. His name's Jonathan Cash Hurst. It's a dynasty tuned Brian Tooley racing equipped ripper. It is an absolute monster. And he debuted his new car. So just give everybody some frame of reference here. Hurst actually asked him to be on the podcast tonight, and he totally ghosted me because he's a dickhead. So <laughs> I'm going to message him right now. Actually, I should call him and then hang up on him on live feed. That would be a better way to do this, right? What kind of car does he have now? He's got um, an E46 uh, BMW Coupe. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm going to just tell him that I'm mad at him for not wanting to be on. He probably won't answer. He's probably too busy with a broken foot. He does have a broken foot, which Thanks. is... He's a, I hear he's a big surgery guy now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he's going to answer. 
He's not going to answer. He's not going to answer. All right. Hello. Hey, what's oh. up, man? What are, you, what are you doing? Um, driving to my brother's birthday dinner. You got to so tell him you're on a podcast. You got to tell him he's on a podcast. I have to tell him he's on a podcast. Yeah, I should tell you, legally speaking, you're on a podcast right now live, and I just wanted to call so people could hear me hanging up on you. Well, you know what I'm thinking about? Hold on one second. It's going to sound like I'm hanging up on you. All right. So now that I've hung up on Jonathan Hurst, <laughs> I will say this about Jonathan Hurst. You don't think about uh... this. This kid is uh, he is the closest to a little brother I've ever had because I just just constantly give him a hard time. And this new vehicle that he had put together and he's been thrashing to get together is a E46 M, M, not e, M3, but E46 chassis, three series chassis. It's got a uh, single turbo Mike Lau racing engine built long block in it. It is got a, um, what is it? A G-Force gear set. I forget. Some badass trans. It's got Hall Tech ECU. It's got a bunch of badass companies. Anyway, he puts the whole car together. They get it all dialed in. We tune it. It makes 1100 wheel on a Garrett turbo. And then he puts it on an open trailer and takes it all the way from Kentucky to Long Beach, California to debut it at Formula Drift Long Beach, which if you've ever seen Formula Drift, Long Beach is like, it's the, it is sick. Yeah, that's, it, the, that's the Daytona 500. For, hold on, he's calling back. That's a Daytona 500 of Drift. Yes, Mr. Hurst. Hey, you really hung up on me. I, know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I don't know if you meant to do that. I know I did. Uh, you know, I shouldn't expect anything less of you. Yeah, it's. I just complimented you like crazy off on the air after I hung up on you, though. So it kind of makes up for it. Well, what's funny is you messaged me the other day, and I started typing, and then I forgot to uh, hit send. And yeah, accidentally. An That's crazy. It's a pattern. Oh, accidentally. No, it's okay, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to just making fun of you on the podcast and explaining what happened at Formula Drift. Also, I hope this doesn't negatively impact your career in Formula Drift because I got some some pretty choice words for the organization. Okay, I love you. Bye. Are you serious? No, man. I would never put you okay. in danger. Yeah, ever. I would never ever. I would absolutely put you in danger. Okay, I gotta go. I love you. Bye. Exactly. Okay. Bye. I love you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he only called back because he's worried about what I'm gonna say. That's good. Formula. That means. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, hey Hurst, i'm gonna accidentally ruin your drift career in this yeah. podcast um no i really am not it's it's honestly a, an opinion that i have and i think other people share it so he puts it on an open trailer and he goes all the way out to california and he qualifies uh mid-pack and testing looks great shaking the chassis down everything is going well and he is paired up with a driver in the first round and he goes, uh, Ryan literal is who he's paired up against. He has a S 15, 240 SX with a built RB. Um, really, a uh, the rig is sick. I mean, it's got, it's got some insane components involved. The car is badass. Both cars are badass. Uh, so the second or third swooper in this equation, uh, Ryan literal chucks his car sideways. He's trying to get pretty aggressive angle. Um, the car starts to rotate a little bit more. This is my inference. And from listening to different people, the car starts to rotate the ass in a little bit more than I think he intended. And he grabs a fistful of e-brake to try to get the chassis attitude back in line, which I learned is called parking it. Like, I guess when you grab the handbrake, it's called parking it. I don't know. I'm new to this. And when he does that, the gap that Hurst had when he's chasing him gets closed in real fast. 
I will say that Hurst as a chaser is incredibly fun to watch because he is super aggressive. So off the bat, Hurst is already putting pressure on whoever's in front of him. He doesn't give a shit. He will put it all on the table. Like he doesn't care. And it's really a joy to watch. However, when someone in lead position does something like that, the margin for errors disappears immediately. Imagine the tuning window on a 13 and a half to one turbo motor on ethanol versus a nine to one engine. It, that's a good equivalency here. Like the tuning window's gotten smaller, the driving window's gotten smaller. So when he grabbed a fistful e brake, the car, the gap closed up. Ryan swung his car the other way in transition. The back right quarter panel smacked the front left nose of Hurst, sent him on a collision course with a concrete barrier and buried his brand new build into the concrete wall at formula drift yeah it was a it was a solid hit it was a solid and the thing is on live feed from like the announcer booth area it didn't look terrible but it looked like oh that probably hurt and then you see the in-car video and you're like dude how fast is he going when because i think what the the outside of the car i haven't seen the in-car the outside of the car the lead car as it transitions covers up, it doesn't look like you can't tell that he tags them because it transitions pretty smoothly. And it's yes. Like in the overhead video, you see it and you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. So you can't see the impact behind his car. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you just get the last split second where he just drills the wall. I mean, it's like, I hate to compare it to but like when you look at like Dale Earnhardt seniors hit into the wall. Yeah when he passed away, it didn't look like certain angles. You're like, Oh, that was gnarly. But certain other angles like you watched on live on TV, like how? Yeah. How? Well, so. and the thing is I went straight to blaming Hearst on live feed. I was cussing <laughs> him. I swear to you, I'll bring Jasmine in here. She can attest because I have a, and whether he believes it or not, whether he ever listens to this or not, I have a certain standard for this kid built up in my head Yeah, because, and not to get sentimental, I know that, the talent that he has will and should put him at the head of the pack. This he, kid can can fucking drive. Is he in D1 now? Yes, he's been pro this year and last year. Well, I mean, he's in the Yes, top yes, level he's now. he is racing oh, yeah. with Denofa with Matt yeah, Field. Okay, okay. He is he is in the show. Yep. So he is at that level. So, um at any rate, I have this built up like expectancy out of this kid in my head every fucking race I have this and when we went to Orlando to watch him I thought he got judged incredibly unfairly in a couple runs. Yep. And yeah, I, I think that. the politics involved with Formula Drift are fucking bullshit. I got to calm down the my opinion there. So I'm just going to back this up. <laughs> it's I don't pretty mellow. Here I don't appreciate the politics at times, especially when it comes to the announcers who like not la- just last year would like shit down Hearst's throat. And then the next year sucking his dick. Not at the same time. That'd be gross. But it was just like a it, the, the flip flopping to like kind of for lack of better terms, pander to what they think people want to hear. Right. And again, I could be so far off base. So, and they're never going to listen to this anyway, but if they do just take it for what it is, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a fan of Hearst. So I take things personally. Anyway, I have this built up expectation for Hearst in my head. So when I saw him go into the wall, I immediately assumed it was all his fault and was like, come the fuck on dude. Seriously. What in the fuck? And then you watch the overhead angle and I immediately got mad at Ryan Literal. I'm like, Ryan, what the fuck? And yeah. At the end of the day, my emotions got the best of me. And I took a step back and I said, you know what? This is racing. Like this is, you're not only like you and I drag race. We want a straight line for six, seven, eight, nine seconds, whatever. Mm-hmm. These guys are chucking their car sideways at hundreds of miles an hour. Hundreds is a little exaggerated. 200 mile an hour drift. Uh, it's, well, yeah, it's a hundred. 
Yeah. At least in some cases. Wheels speed through the roof, but shit happens. And uh, you see Hurst get out of the car. He's limping. I mean, he's hobbling. He could barely stand, but he's still out. And if you've ever been in a wreck, Rye, I'm sure you have, where your adrenaline is rushed like crazy, the pain tolerance is through the roof. So if you're limping or hurt on that much adrenaline, you're probably fucked up. Um, funny thing is I've never wrecked a car. Yeah, but you ever been in like a dramatic situation where you're injured? Uh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And your adrenaline was carrying through. Yeah, that's yeah, part of it. Like how people get re- hurt. Yes, uh, like a like whiplash for a lot of people. They don't feel it. I flipped a f body with a buddy of mine and woke up the next day and couldn't breathe. I felt so sore. The mm-hmm. night of, I was fine. Um, so he's limping around, and the announcers start talking. The I'm car is like for somebody like that though, where like drifting, like that's his job. You know what I mean? Like he's trying to yeah. do this full time and he's done it so much. Do you think like their adrenaline, like if you're riding shotgun, well, you've ridden shotgun with him. It's fucking and your terrifying. Level is like through the roof. It's do you insane. think like with guys like that, that are chasing the dragon of adrenaline with these insane sports, or I hate to use the word, but extreme sports, whether it's yeah. racing or something like that. Do you think that, I want to. I want to know what like his resting heart rate is versus his heart. We rate need the strainal gauge versus my resting heart rate. Yeah, or my heart rate when I'm riding shotgun because I bet it's a drastic difference. So I guarantee it. Maybe yeah. the adrenaline of getting stuffed to the wall because it happens super quick. Yeah, and, and he's probably like, "Oh shit, that hurt." Yeah, and not. I don't know the, the adrenaline. Well, here's the best part, though. He gets out of the car limping, right? And they haul mm-hmm. the car back to the pits. And this is, I'm starting to get to the point where I want to talk a bunch of shit about this rule that they have. So I really got to dial it down. Um, it's the most stupid, fucking heinous, dumbass piece of shit rule. And it's the, fu- I would love to fucking burn this to the ground if it was possible. And that's the nice way to put it. So yeah. he, he immediately gets back to the pit and they live interview him which is the first thing you want to do after taking that hit is talk to someone on camera about what the fuck just happened to your brand new build that's right i will credit this kid he fucking did an amazing job there was only one like flub up in his entire interview and it's when he couldn't think of the word camaraderie and he starts (laughs) the word and he's like you know all the teams come together the com uh just the people that are helping and it was the only thing he and i could i know this kid decently well the the frustration on his face is he was more angry at forgetting that word than he was yeah. at crashing his car yeah um but he did great live interview they come up to him they said what happened he said this is what tells me and what eased my my anger towards the lead driver he said yeah i saw ryan and he was just trying to hang it all out there and i saw him have to park it and it's just part of it. You know, I don't blame him. It is what it is. And didn't pass blame on fucking anybody. He just said, that's what it is. We need to get the car fixed and get back out there. Yeah. So now let's focus on the fucked up car. Cliff notes, Rubbin's racing. Exactly. Which is why if you and I ever line up, I'm T-boning the shit out of you on purpose. I'm going to cut the wheel all the way right at the line. <laughs> what is the insurance? It was an insurance commercial. I, gotta, I can't remember what it was. It was like they had a NASCAR driver and like a little kid on a golf cart or go-karts. And he was doing interviews talking about some nascar driver and he's like look i didn't say i wouldn't go fishing with the man but at the end of the day the story ends with me putting him in the wall that's all i'm saying it's like a nine-year-old kid talking shit and it's such a good interview that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do it to you so he um the car is fucked the car just hit a concrete barrier and moved it they had to bring like rigs out to put the concrete back where it was supposed to be and the front passenger side shock tower is moved inward a good bit. Frame is bent. The coilover is like broken in half. 
you can hear parts falling. The brakes were fucked up. And uh, on the interview, while he's been interviewed, he's like, yeah, no, if we get a coil over on this thing, I'm going to make back to the line. We're going to keep going. Yeah. And if you watch the impact, like, there's no way. There's absolutely no way they're going to get it back together. So this is the Formula D rules for this specific instance. They have to rule who's at fault for the accident. They judge The judges ruled that it was lead driver's fault, which automatically gives Jonathan Hurst cash racing. It gives him a, a whopping 10 minutes Whoa. to fix his fucking car. I could build like a whole car in that time. 10 minutes is all they get. Are you, okay, are you, well, hold on. Now it gets better. It gets better. about 10 minutes because I don't have you seen my toolkit? My it's brother has a sweet tool set. So they give him 10 minutes to fix the car. But in FD, you also have what's called a competition timeout, which is a five minute timeout that you can take on top of your 10. So you get a whopping 15 minutes to fix your car. So you mean to tell me the judge's rule, hey, this wasn't your fault, man. Here's 10 minutes to fix your completely fucked up car. Yeah. Hey, I know you just rolled all the way out here from Kentucky and the drivers here are basically just our show ponies. But at the same time, we got a show to run. So 10 minutes is all you get. And this is the most like frustrating part about this rule other than that. And am I wrong for thinking that's bullshit? No, because I mean. What, okay, it, let me ask you this, because I came to in my head, this is a number that I think is fair. Because you do have to keep competition moving. I do believe right, that. Right, absolutely. I have a number in my head in, in minutes. How many minutes total? If you think an hour is fine, then say 60. If you don't, say whatever you want. But on the count of three, I want you to tell me how much time do you think is, is fair in this situation? One, two, three, 30 minutes. You got to say the number. Put them in the back of the lanes and have them rerun after the rest of the round. No, no, no. I if think you have to have the rest. No, I think you have to have structure. I think yeah. you have to have a timeout period. So I think 30 minutes is more than... I'm, this is an opinion. Yeah, I, could, I think 30 is to... pretty fair. Because if you can't think... But here's the thing with the, with Formula Drift and, and why it's unique. Like NASCAR, all those cars, whether the Ford, Chevy, Toyota, Dodge, I don't know if Dodge, whoever's still in NASCAR anymore, um, at this day and age, they're all the same car. The, mm -hmm. like the, the, the power plant's a little bit different. Formula Drift is substantially different from all other forms of motorsports, which is kind of why I like it. And I say I like it. I want to say I love it. I love the, the premise of it. I wish I watched it more. But you got to like go it. out to an event. We got to catch an event this year, dude. But here's why I think Formula Drift is, has got it going on is because every ride in Formula Drift is unique. Yep. So Hurst with his... BMW can't walk over to Matt Field with his C6 Corvette, Chelsea Denofa with his Mustang or anybody else. Every single car is different. So it's not This like is where it gets good though. Hold on cuz I'm about to about to blow your gourd with this. So I but but I'm saying is that I do agree that the 15 minute, the 10 minutes plus 5 like it's when bullshit. You, when you need to borrow parts and every car is different than every other car you're not going to get it fixed in 15 minutes. There's no way. So if there's impossible. It's 30 bullshit. minutes is more than reasonable. So here's the other thing that really fucking rubs me raw about this. You're going to give them 10 minutes. I get it. You got a show to run. I totally get it. However, these people have paid you to be there. They have put, let's face it. Hearst has probably got a six figure car sitting there with how much time, blood, sweat, tear, money, everything. He has partners. He has sponsors. Yeah. But the amount of time you give up to be a part of this and then to haul your shit across the entire country to the entire other coast, like that's insane. And then to give them 10 minutes, this is the first round, the second turn of the first round. 
and now he's done. But here's the here's the crazier part, and this is what is uplifting. The car gets in the pits. The timer starts as soon as you touch a wrench to that car. Mm-hmm. Okay, no one's touched the car yet, and the timekeeper's holding his little clock there, and. It starts off and there's like a handful of people around, right? There's not many people. If you want, pull up the Dynasty Facebook page, the picture I posted of him, Rye. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, uh, there's a couple teams that are pitted around it. The car is brutal. And on the live, uh, live feed, he's like, I just need a coil over. I get out there. Well, there's a couple other teams. These are all people that are competing against him. And there were at least five different teams from formula drift that were all throwing parts, throwing people, throwing help to, to converge on this scene and to try to help Hearst get this car back on track. It was this fucking thing of beauty, dude. This picture was taken by the owner dynasty, Hal, he was out there with the car with them. And if you look, everybody in this picture is literally hoping to God, he can make this happen because it's like, what? That's why they do it. If you see the orange pants sticking out from under the car, that's Hurst. How many professional drivers? I know there's a lot, but there's not many in the world of like top tier motorsports that are going to be the first people to slide underneath their own car in a situation like this. Yeah, uh, I, I mean that's kind of a lofty it, comment. I think there's a lot of people that would actually. I think so too. But that that is that that picture speaks volumes of yes the amount of people that are. I mean. Just interested in the story. Everybody loves a comeback story. Like, well, and he, and that's what pisses me off the most. And I don't mean to keep interrupting you. I'm just very fucking tied up about this. So I haven't shit in six, six, seven days (laughs) over this. Whenever he drifted, that was the last shit I took. So (laughs) I I could make a diamond out of a piece of coal. So the time, 10 minutes runs out. You hear metal falling and shit and things are getting crazy on live feed. Hal is like right next to the car and he's like, this is all bad. Well, the five minutes starts. So he has the last five minutes to get this shit right. They, Hearst is in the car, suited up, helmet on. And the clock runs out and they are literally like 60 seconds away from being able to get the car done. Mm. They got the car from a point where they had to tow it off the track by lifting the whole front end off the ground to we can go back up there and make a hit right in in 16 minutes they would have had it done yeah but instead time ran out and his whole fd adventure in long beach comes to an end and it was like it was like a nail-biting football game until the very last second and you're you have all this hope all this hope all this hope and then it ends on a bullshit penalty or bullshit technicality and it was so uninspiring it sucks because it's it's i i I fully agree like 15 minutes is not enough. Like you look at NASCAR, where every car is the same. Well, yeah. I don't know. The rules now are different because they didn't want people racing sketchy cars. But back <laughs> in the day, it used I will to be say like, they they asked if they could run with only one front brake caliper. You could, yeah, you could go in the garage. No, no, no. Like at Formula Drift, they looked at the tech guy <laughs> as they were putting the car together, and this is like a paraphrase. But I guess Hurst or someone was like, "Do we really need both brakes?" And the guy's like, asked. "Yes, you need both. They're gonna look for two calipers when you pull up there." I wouldn't even have asked. Oh just, hell no! I put the the other caliper in the passenger seat. I'm like, I got yeah, it's right here. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but NASCAR back in the day, like you could crash on the the fifth lap and come back out at, like the hundredth lap. If yeah. you can get your car put back together and come out because it was about points. You know what I mean? And I'm gonna I'm sure, add, I want to want to ask Hurst how, how he feels. I don't know how the points situation is in Formula Drift, but I'm sure it's, he did get points. He got the points for the first round win. That's good. So but I, mean, I think that's like a gift. So it's it's like 
I know it's automotive figure skating to a lot of people, but it's still, you can't argue that formula drift takes a tremendous amount of talent. Anyone that talks the shit, like it's just whatever, go out there and do it. Yeah. Tell me you're yeah. having a bad time. There's no a way. Car. It's, the, There's, it's way more fun than NASCAR and NASCAR is on Fox sports. So. Dude. Yeah. Anyway, that was the, so my gripes today are with Biff on boosted LSX, you clown and with formula D and formula D I'm keeping a, a, a loose grip on that throat because that is the only rule other than some of the politics that I feel are involved. That is the only rule I've been exposed to that I strongly feel needs to be changed because it's absolutely insane to me that you'd give. And here's the thing right across from Hearst is nothing but million seven figure, seven figure rigs. Right. I'm not exaggerating. He showed up with an open trailer and a truck and there's stackers and toters in the pits. He is in the pros. He is in that level. And he is there with a fucking open trailer. Like, just a G doesn't care. He d- the kid doesn't care if there's a race to be made, he will make that race. Yeah. And I can't, I can't get in that mindset. Cause I love sleeping more than I love racing. <laughs> he's in it for the love of the sport. He is man. It's awesome. It's ridiculous. Right. Um, so that all reminds me, um, I'm thinking about putting three pedals in the C10. Oh, you got it. You know, you're going to do that. You know, what you need, you know, what you need, I need a transmission for starters. Well, duh. But what do you what do you need though? Well, to here's the engine and here's the transmission and to hook the two together. Hey, I've been interrupting you the whole podcast. I'll keep going right now. Have you ever heard of Monster Clutch Company? That's exactly where I was going, Logan. Oh, swimming ashore! I, I got a, you, buddy. I need, a, I need a monster of a clutch, and there's only one place I can think of to get one. It's by Monster Clutch Co. Yes, Monster Clutch Co. Monsterclutches.com. I sing this dude's praises so much, but Steve Addison, Monster Clutch. <laughs> How many times have I said I'm going to kiss that man? Um, pretty much every week that we do it. I will too. I can't wait to tongue his mouth. Um, Monster God. Clutch is, I mean, for all your OEM replacement to high performance needs, up to 2,000 horsepower offerings, they got single, double, triple disc clutches, everything that you need. And they there's also, also a tax sale on their website right now. So if you're, if you, like a legit, if you're looking for a clutch, Monster is the answer, number one. Number two, they are offering tax savings up to 150 bucks off certain clutches, yeah, which so is awesome. Everybody that's been saying, I'll fix this when I get my tax return. Well, here you time. go. Now's the time. Now's the time. They're dope. They're good people. Um, and if you're going to put a Monster clutch in, you better pair it to a bad engine with a bad turbo, which brings in Brian Tooley Racing and Force Performance Turbochargers. Yes. You, you shipped me a Force Performance turbocharger today, I didn't did. you? And what are we going to be putting it on? Caprice, Caprice, the Beast from the East. The name's so nice you have to say it Logan's again. 1978 Caprice. It's, it's not an LTD. It's going to be hammering its way through Drag Week, decimating all um, with none other than Force Performance turbocharger shoving boost right down the throat of the motor. And, uh, you know, when you get air coming in, you need to get air in and air out because every engine is an air pump. And the way you can make an air pump more efficient is using the correct camshaft. And camshaft is very important. And where can you get that? Logan? Brian Tilly Racing. <laughs> Sorry, I was busy accepting Sean Bagby's friend request. Uh, yeah, Sean, good dude. 
Good dude, um, Sean is. I usually text you with screenshots of people that you are the only mutual friend, and I'm like, who is this? <laughs> and you're like, oh, he's a good dude. And then I hit deny. He's in the he's in the Carolina clapped out crew. That's what we're calling ourselves. Triple C. I need a crew. So Brian Tooley Racing for all your uh, I mean, we always say like GM late model performance needs, but that's not the case. Oh shit. This is good. I can tease like new products that are coming out from BTR because I do their marketing, their social media marketing. I don't know if they want me to talk about this. So this could be the end of my career with BTR, but I don't really give a shit. I do care. Please don't let me go. But I will say that there is very soon going to be another option for valve springs that is not only a very well-priced point situation, but will also handle all you sloppy mechanic guys that are like, I'll just run beehives. I don't know why I give it a Southern accent. I'm sorry. I'm just run the beehives. <laughs> that was like a bunch of different accents, so I don't pick on anybody. Back the mic up two inches. Sorry. There you go. I don't have a good depth what? perception. There you go. <laughs> right there. Right there. Nope. Back. Tell, me, tell me when to stop. Stop. This. Stop. Okay. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the other thing is, I, I unveiled something to the BTR crew. I've been hiding pictures of Brian Tooley dressed as Willy Wonka. Oh my god, dude! In advertisements for a while now, <laughs> and and no one's noticed this shit. Nobody has. Nobody's noticed it, and I won't give any of the other ones away. You showed me um, one, and I. Got pissed by nobody. I was like, nobody's notices. Nobody sees it, and it's it makes it that much better. It's so good. So there's a there's an app that BTR uses to message each other like internally, and I am in that that group or whatever. So like I can keep up with if they have new releases or whatever they want to talk about. I'm there. Well, <laughs> I posted it, and uh, someone at BTR writes back, "There's hidden Wonka in these ads," and I <laughs> this the same one I sent you. I sent to the group. I said. Just look to the right of the R on the brick wall. And it was the most fulfilling thing in the world to me. Because Brian, Brian, Wonka. dude, Brian fucking hates this picture. He hates it. Like, I'm pretty sure it almost got me fired while I was working there because I showed it to him. And he's like, he just, anytime Brian is dead quiet and just stares at you without any emotion, yeah. he's either going to punch you in the face or give you a raise. And there's really no difference. So, I mean, hopefully he doesn't punch me in the face, but this is the Brian Wonka that I've been hiding. Oh my God, please work. <laughs> it just looks like Willy Wonka. <laughs> Can you please focus? Please focus camera. There it is. <laughs> so I've been hiding this in posts for a very long time. And it's one of my crown. It's one of my crown jewels. Um, but I've been hiding it really craftily. So like this post, for example, this is good. So this is the NSR, the stage one. I'm sorry about the, the, the camera. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the stage one NSR cam. And if you look to the right of the R, it's so hard to see, but it yeah. is really hard, but it's so much better that way. If you look to the right of the R in the bricks of the building. In the bricks of the building, you got Brian Wonka. There, yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. You can see it. Audio. If you listen to this on audio format, you got to go on Facebook and check this out. Um, we are, I don't even know how many minutes in. 55 minutes in. It's so good. Uh, 54 to 30. You'll see it. Um, 
Anyway, I, I'm actively trying to get uh, fired from Brian Tilly Racing social media platform. I, I started posting ridiculous captions and stuff too, it's... Um, which seems to always seems to do well. Yeah. And it actually brought a little bit of light out of this. Um, there was a time where Doug Cook and Motion Race Works and Brian Tilly Racing were beefing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no need to dig up the past because it's really not that big a deal. But um, I took it a little personally. Uh, I'm sure Doug took it a little personally, but there was kind of uncharted territory in terms of how business relations were going to work, especially from me to Doug personally, because I came, I got on Facebook like the next day after some stuff went over and he had deleted me on Facebook as a friend. And I didn't know why or what was the, what was the reasoning for that? But it, I took it offensively because I'm like, man, I've never had a, we've never had an exchange and you deleted me. It's a weird thing getting deleted on Facebook. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I live on social media, so I, I take it to heart. <laughs> so ever since then, I haven't really known the situation, like what is what his thoughts towards me are or what it is. But I know that he doesn't like BTR. Um, they had their own little tiff over some stuff. Um, everything is placid and, cal- and cooler heads all prevailed and motion's doing great. BTR is doing great. There's a cut of the pie for everybody. So someone posted on one of these threads and said, uh, someone called Doug Cook. He wants his marketing style back or something like looks like they're using Doug Cook for marketing idea, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I didn't take offense to that because I think motion does a good job of marketing, but I did write back as my own personal profile. And I said, you better scroll back a few years. I've been in the truth hurts marketing game for a while. Yeah. And Doug got on there and loved the comment and then wrote back something to the effect of Logan's an OG been an OG in this game. And said something complimentary and was actually real nice about it. Um, not that I expect him to be mean or a dick about it, but it was it was nice to see that and reassuring to see that. So yeah, not That's that there awesome. was a hatchet or a slate to clean or any of that shit. There really wasn't. But it's one of those like in, sits in the back of your head a little bit. It, but seeing that was was nice. So I appreciate. It feels that. good to give respect. Yeah, it does for real. It does, and I do respect what Motion does from that standpoint. I think the way they've grown that company has been exciting to watch. I mean, there's a box full of tbm brakes sitting right there so you traitor i fucking hate motion race works ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm just kidding i don't hate anybody um except for biff from boosted lsx yeah. <laughs> biff that here. guy sucks yeah my face is really shiny today what's up with this buddy look at the top of my head i'm shining too are you wiping your face are you oily i think so i went to the gym. Okay? i haven't showered yet i went to the gym this morning and did you really have to casually throw that in there? Yeah, I wear my 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 Steve's. Oh wait, this way, Steve's garden. Oh. And I love this shirt because hold on, dude. I just so, gotta make sure. Uh, hold, on, hold on, my Facebook me, feed has been getting. Make sure filled. my titties look good. My Facebook feed has been getting filled up with like all these advertisements for dad bod shirts. <laughs> yes, mine too. And I'm I like, I'm not a, a I don't appreciate it. I love, but it. I think I've stumbled upon these dad bod shirts because this is one of them. That I've gotten, and this is like some, one of the best fitting shirts I've ever had, and I bought it from a butcher. So that's a dad bod shirt, I think so, because like the, the sleeves are tapered a little hey, bit. Speaking here. of dad bod shirts, do you think Clapped Out? Oh, Clapped Out did release a new shirt. Yeah, are, are you sporting one right now? Maybe sampling in my name. I'm making it in name. If you head over to ClappedOut.com, you can click click on our store. We have Culture Vulture shirts. Ooh. I think we only have like 10 left. Even if you don't like the idea of culture vulture, if you're a square body Chevy 
kind of guy or gal, hit him up because it's uh it's a pretty sick design. Want to hit him up? Hit him up? <laughs> hit him up? It's a good design. Um, I really do like the design a ton. And the let me see how many we have left. Yep, we have nine units left, which is awesome. That's Thank it. you everybody for the support. Nice. For real, it's been a blessing. And uh, Kenny Harper, I don't know if you. I should probably shouldn't blow Holly's spot up, but your wife ordered a shirt as well, but specifically asked that you don't get one. So <laughs> I took yours and I threw it in the trash. I I need to tell Kenny Harper and Holly Harper are two of my favorite people. They're uh, a, obviously a married couple. It'd be weird if they're brother and sister. Yeah. And they were that yeah. affectionate. Well, we're in Kentucky, but they are customers. <laughs> they were clients of Dynasties Which originally. Best wife ever. Like it's, <laughs> it's weird, <laughs> but they are awesome. They're great people. They popped into the shop the other week. Man, I can't tell the story that she told me because I promised I wouldn't. Maybe I can't remember if I did or didn't. But it's a. Oh, I gotta leave it alone for next time. Either way. Yeah, All right. Hey, Ryan, why don't you take us home? All right. Well, thank you for tuning into the Clapped Out podcast. Head over to clappedout.com to pick up some merch. We have a bunch of t-shirts over there. Stickers are going to be appearing soon. We're working on some fresh new designs. Ooh, we, of- got, we got a design coming tomorrow. For stickers? Yes, but it was a set that I had ordered prior to us reordering with um, DJ stuff. Yeah. And I am regretting that I ever... I placed this order weeks and weeks and weeks ago, and it just finally shipped and it's upsetting because i would have rather just given him the business yeah so we have some the the ones that we talked about i don't know what you're talking about right now but the ones that we talked about i'm very excited for um they're gonna be some pretty sweet stickers to prank your friends also support the people who support us uh brian tooley racing force performance turbochargers and this clapped out podcast would not be anything without the help of monster clutches so Hit up all those people and get all the goods that he needs to haul ass and go fast and not thank, suck. Oh, my God. We thank everybody for letting me get rid of this hairstyle, too. Look how young and virile I was. Man, I was attractive at a young age. I am hideous now. All right, everybody. Have a blessed night. I hate your fucking jawline. It's a good jawline.